0: Do you mind if I talk for a minute? Oh, sorry, excuse me. Where are my manners? Sorry, I'm terrible at introductions. My name is Joshua, and this is my podcast. And it's called, Do You Mind? Welcome to it. So whether you're brand new here or you know me from before, allow me to explain. Uh, I had a podcast before this one and it was called Into the Fray, and I did it on my phone, and it was fun, and I did it very inconsistently and didn't really plan ahead very well for it, and it was just kind of, it was alright, I had a good time, I'm glad I did it, but um actually I would still be doing it, except uh I got this new phone, and it's an iPhone, and when I got the Anchor app again and tried to log into it with Facebook, um for some reason... Uh, Everything was just blank, blank slate, had to start all over. And um, at first I was really irritated by that because like, well, crap, I lost all that stuff I had. But no, if you go on the internet, those episodes are still there. But I saw this as an opportunity to go back, regroup, and try again, completely clean slate, fresh start, uh, rebrand, if you will. And it may turn out to be a blessing in disguise because... Uh, I've changed a lot over the past year, and, um, I just, I reached the point where I guess, I like, I wasn't 100% jiving with the theme of the show and what I wanted to do with it. In fact, when I started it, I was calling it the Beer City Fight Cast, and it was just gonna be, uh, all MMA-related stuff and things, and then, um, I decided to repurpose it using the same stream but I changed the name to Into the Fray and uh and it was very um what, what I wanted to do was combat depression and yeah you know anxiety and you know just uh negativity in general and just try to bring about some positivity but I felt like the overall tone of the podcast was just maybe a little dark or grim uh I mean it was uh was very um like the gray by Liam Neeson, you know, that's that's kind of was my inspiration for it. You know, I had a, Um the ghost inside was doing the music for it. I mean, they didn't know they were but I, I put them in the in the outro. Anyway. Um so I was hoping to, you know, maybe start again, just maybe lighten the tone a little bit, maybe just make it a little more less of a fight. you know, I was treating it like every day is a fight and you got to got to get up and, you know, it's going to suck, but you got to just gut it out and do it anyway. And my sign off was don't let the bastard win. You know, the bastard being death, depression, et cetera, you know, whatever. Yeah, just to put a face on the negativity in your life. Um, but uh, I've come around to um, just sort of embracing everything. You know, seeing uh, everything as whole and perfect the way it is and just accepting it. Because I found that um, the more you reject something or consider it uh, evil or negative, the more you try to push it away, the harder it pushes back. And uh, it's only once you reach acceptance that you can... um, Well, it's a step towards enlightenment. Or, you know, happiness, joy... Uh, fulfillment, salvation, even maybe, whatever you want to call it, a happy, meaningful, fulfilling life. That's that's the goal here. Regardless of your uh, walk of life, race, religion, creed, whatever, I want to just help everybody um, do better. I want to help everybody just do better at life and uh, learn to ride the waves of adversity as opposed to you know, just trying to fight against them because you know when you do that, you drown. So, my plan for this episode was to make it uh, just my quick thesis or uh, mission statement. Yeah, basically, I just want to lay the groundwork for what I hope to accomplish with this podcast and uh, why I'm doing it in the first place in a brief way so that people don't get bored halfway through and I can just send it to anybody who's maybe kind of sort of interested in uh, being on the show or listening or something so, anyway so what is this podcast about anyway, huh? like, what's what's my theme? what's my angle? like, if I had to sum up this podcast in one sentence what what would it be about? well, Unfortunately, there's a very short and simple answer to that question. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I've like labored over this question for a long time. Like, like, what's my like? What's going to be my niche? What am I going to get into? What am like? Is it going to be an MMA podcast or a philosophy podcast or like a, a comedy or movies reviews or music or anything? I'm like, I don't know. It's hard for me because I'm just into so much stuff. <laughs> I don't want to just get into everything and have it get lost out there, but um at the same time that's just who i am so what I hope to do with this podcast is uh i believe Ramdas said this uh i got this from maharaji himself like how do you uh how do you gain uh enlightenment like what's the key to life what's uh how do you how do you become happier and be a happier person or and make other people happy around you and um basically he said what the, the, the key is to create a space where anyone can be who they need to be, not who you want them to be. And, uh, I just sort of, I took that concept and thought and and ran with it thinking, yeah, that's, that's pretty much exactly what I want to do. I just want people to uh be able to come on this show and talk about whatever they want, whenever they want. You we know, get as long as they want. Whatever whatever you're into. Do you wanna come up here and talk about uh, you know, you know, alien spacecraft or history or martial arts, movies, music you know, whatever you wanna talk about if you wanna come here and do it on this show with me. I am into all that stuff. So just let me know and I yeah, I will get I'll uh if you let know, me know in advance, or like if I'll I'll look into whatever you're into for a while and try to study up on it so I can have a semi-intelligent conversation with you about it. Uh but mostly um, you know I'll let the guests lead. And also, I would I wanna I'll probably end up doing a lot a few solo shows along the way too. Just because I always have so much going on in my head. I talk to myself so much all day that I have all all this going on in my head all the time, and, you know, once in a while, maybe I'll just have some good enough thoughts all by myself that I think I just need to share out with the world, because usually how that happens is, uh, you know, I'll just be thinking, 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 thinking all day, and then finally I'll run into the first person that's nice enough to sit there and listen and have a conversation with me, and I just... Uh, you know, just when you, like, got so many words in your head and you just, just word vomit all over somebody and then they're like, oh, well, thanks for that, buddy. And you're like, shit, they think I'm a weirdo now. Well, podcasting is a place where all the weirdos can go and talk about whatever they want. And if you don't want to listen to it, you can just turn it off and walk away and nobody's feelings get hurt. Woo! Woo! So whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're into, whatever just gets you up in the morning and gives you a reason to go out and live your life, come on to the show. Let's talk about it. If it's something that you're into so much that all your friends tell you to shut up about it already, come on the podcast. We'll talk about it. Screw your shitty friends. (laughs) Um, No, they, they they just don't understand. I do, though. I get it. I understand having hobbies that not everybody's into and talking about them too much. That's why that's why I'm creating this platform so that people can come talk about whatever they want and show how. Uh, and some people they just like to talk about themselves. You know, they just think they're really interesting, even if they're not. They don't have a uh, anything to plug necessarily or anything. Really, simple. some people just like to talk, and through conversation, you know, you never know. You meet some really interesting people that might be right in front of your face, and if you never talk to them, you'd never know. I've uh, encountered a lot of that at my, uh, jobs in the past. You know, there's all all kinds of interesting people you can meet when you talk to them. Speaking <laughs> of talking, so, uh, that's really nice that you want everybody to talk about what they want to talk about, Josh, but, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm glad you hypothetically asked that question, listener, or I'm glad that I at least set up that question to make it seem like you were asking the question, but I was actually implanting that question in your mind so you could ask it to me so that I could answer... Here's what I'm into. Well, all of my life, I've been really into philosophy. Like, before I even knew what that word was. Like, when I was just a little kid, I've always had an inquisitive mind. And, you know, I just liked figuring out how stuff worked. You know, and I was raised Christian, and, you know, at first, that was the great thing. Like, that had all the answers, you know. Uh, yeah, I was always into the bigger questions in life. You know, what is the purpose? What's the meaning? Um, and yeah, Christianity wrapped it all up in a nice little package for me that um, I ingested wholeheartedly and with gusto, and brought out into the world and into much of my life. And uh, I, I, I love it, man. Like I, I still love Christianity just to, to this day. I, I consider myself a Christian in that uh, you know, just that's that's just the way I was raised. Like it's, it's like I'm Dutch, you know. Like it's it's just part of who I am. But um, like I started asking questions a little bit early on, like just like little like little things that just didn't add up to me, like uh, just the the whole premise of if Jesus died for your sins and if you accept him into your heart, uh, you'll be saved, and if not, you go to hell. And I was like, oh, great, that's easy. All I gotta do is accept Jesus in your heart. So boom, done. See ya. Have a good day. Tell everybody to do that. Everybody gets the memo. everybody accepts Jesus. everybody good? We're all good. Cool, We're all good. But then I slowly started finding out that like a lot of people like didn't believe in Jesus, and I'm like, well wait, like why not? I don't know what's going on wait, what, like, wait what's going on like and, and it would be weird for me like I would start making friends and like I would find out that uh they weren't Christians, and I was like,, oh no." They're gonna go to hell, and that would be like in their ear about it all the time. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Listen, like, especially uh, uh like one of the someone who probably remembers is uh my cousin Liz. Uh, I used to tell she was um like Jewish. Her dad was Jewish, and that and she uh she was raised that way. She had a bat mitzvah and everything. But um, I remember when I was younger, like just like being like, well. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're halfway there. Like, you believe in God, like, other stuff. I mean, what about Jesus? Just just invite him into your heart. Come on, like, you you believe this other stuff? Like, just just let him in. He's right there. like He's Jewish, too. He's a buddy. Good old JC. And she's like, eh, I don't know. Like, I'm just not sold on it. I'm like, yeah, but but why not? He was like, she's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I I just don't don't, don't know if I believe in a perfect person. I'm like, well, yeah, nobody's perfect. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but Jesus was... And, uh, yeah, it, it became a whole thing. But, like, I I just wanted to save everybody. Like, that's where, it, you know, it came from, from a really long age. <clears throat> a lung age. Sheesh. That's, like, you know, like the like the relative age of your lung to, like, how much you start smoking. It's like, this kid's 20 years old. He started smoking when he was 12, and he's at the lungs of an 80-year-old now. <clears throat> anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So... What I was going to say was that got me into thinking about other things, oh and uh you know just other other people that were beyond saving, such as the gays, that was the one I encountered in high school um that I really start had to start coming to terms with yeah as I matured and uh you know developed my own way of thinking, and uh I just remember one time somebody saying that uh. You know that uh, the, you know the, the, like the best case scenario is a uh, love the sinner, hate the sin, which is still kind of has like some icky stuff attached to it, and I don't really like saying it, even like using those words. But um, just brings back a lot of guilt and unpleasantries. But uh, yeah, love the sinner, not the sin. You know, accept you for who you are, but not what you're doing. You know, so like, there's still, it's there, like, there's like a reprimand to it. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember some one time somebody said they could be, you know, they they can be made to lead a, a normal life. I was like what? No, you know, like he could still get married and and have kids with a normal person. I'm like, whoa, hey, what? Why would he do that? Like, why would he do that to that woman? who's never going to feel truly loved by a man who's just, like, just staying celibate because that's what he thinks that Jesus would want him to do. Because he's just, like, repressed, and then he's not truly happy because, like, he just wants to be with a man, and, like, and like, nobody's he's happy. That's a terrible situation. Like, if God is love, like, how, how could you do that? So, I like, I started thinking, like, I've always thought that God has a sense of humor, you know, all the different crazy things in creation, and, uh, I thought that, you know, God said stuff like, you know, love everybody unconditionally. And then, you know, I think that the reason people pick the Bible apart is and say it's full of contradictions because it's all different books and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's a bunch of different things that people just sort of like put together and like, yeah, here's like a rough instruction manual for how to lead your life. Here you go. You figure it out. Like it's, you know, it's not, It is it is, that's why it's living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. Like you know, it can cut you. Like you know, a verse that you know you thought meant one thing, it means something else. That that like that's what, that's what Jesus did. Like he went back and like flipped the script on everybody and changed. Like you know, he said things like, uh, "You have heard it said, uh, don't commit adultery, but I tell you, if you have sinned against, uh, or your wife in your mind, then you've already." you're like, you already cheated. Like, it's already happened. Like, because you had that thought, you had that intention. Like, you you already had some impurity that's keeping you from being enlightened. Like, that's, like, th- like that was the goal was, like, Jesus. I've, I feel like Jesus was pointing towards uh, virtue. Everybody gets hung up on the rules. And it's a really ironic that all these Christians that have supposedly followed Jesus are getting hung up on all the rules that Jesus said instead of focusing on, like, what they were pointing to, like, the greater truth, because Jesus was the one that was always criticizing the Pharisees, you know, woe to you, Pharisees, teachers of the law, you hypocrites, you know, you, uh, you know, you clean the outside of your cup, but the inside of the cup is dirty, and people, you, you feed, you make people drink from it, and, you know, they become sick and become twice the sons of hell you are, I'm a, and, you know, I'm a not quoting that exactly, but I mean, you know, maybe neither did the Bible because it was written 40 years after all that stuff actually happened. <clears throat> but anyway, I'm jumping around. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of questions with Christianity. I could go on for days, and uh, it's sort of all okay. Ca- and but I, oh yeah, it's having a sense of humor, <laughs> loving everyone. Right, brought it back around. Sweet. Um, I've always thought God had a sense of humor. And so I thought if like if I were God and my infinite wisdom or whatever, I thought it would be really funny to uh, make people and then tell them, you know, lying with a man as you do with a woman is detestable, and then tell them, love everybody unconditionally. And then, and then start making everybody say, whoa, whoa, even though I said this, like, what are you going to do? Are you still going to love them? Are you still going to love them? What about now? What about now? What, what, what if they're doing this? And, um, I feel like the way that like things have been going recently like just like the um like this immense expansion of you know uh like gay rights becoming like way more accepted and then now you know now once it's like okay to be gay and like you're pretty much an asshole if you have a problem with somebody else being gay then now there's all these other rights like tr- like you know there's um you know, trans, which is like, just like, it's just a little bit weirder and harder for people to handle. And I'm not saying that like, like, like I think it's weird. Like I, I understand it, but you know what I mean? Like people have a hard time coming to grips with it. So, you know, if I, I was this God, I keep like making the shit weirder and weirder and weirder. Like, well, how about now? How about now? do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? You gotta love it. You gotta love it. And <laughs> just laughing and I'm like watching everybody freak out like, no, no, this is too much. This is too much. God, I can't. <sighs> like Jonah, you know, before he, uh, uh, <laughs> but before Jonah could go on his big mission, uh, you know, he was a great preacher, like always helped people out. Solid guy, Jonah. And, uh, then uh, one day they told him to go to Nineveh, like like because he spoke directly with God and like he had like a direct line to God, and so like they would like go to like, hey Jonah, what's the word? And he would like tell them, like straight pipeline through the Great brian from the mouth of God. Here's what's up, and everybody loved Jonah. And uh, but then one day God's like, hey man, uh, you gotta go to Nineveh. And like to put that in in like today's perspective, that's like saying like you, like you gotta go to like Baghdad or something. Well, I, I'm so bad on current events. I don't even know like where's the worst place right now. But you know, some like war, like this, is, like the most terrible place. And then Jonah's just like, no, what? No, let wait. I'm I'm like telling the good news here. I got my thing going on. You know, I'm I'm, I'm spreading. My, I'm doing the thing. What are you What are you doing this for? And God's like, you got to go to Nineveh. And he's like, I don't want to go to Nineveh. And like deep down he wanted to go, you know, he knew that God wanted him to go to Nineveh and he ran away from it and he ran away from what he knew is his true calling. And um, and then he's out on this boat and he's like trying to sail away from his purpose. Like what is he knows that deep down his true calling in life is. And then things start getting rocky, everything's getting stormy. And then you got to get to, and then he gets to the point where He's like, you know what? I did something bad. This is all my fault. You need to throw me overboard. Like, I'm bad juju or something. Like, I need to die in order to save your guys' lives. Like, and he's just willing to, like, it, like, it doesn't matter to him. He's like, it's like it's gotten so bad. Like, I've run so far away from my destiny. And everything's gotten so terrible in this storm that I, I just want to die now. I'm, it's fine. I'm just, I'm jumping overboard. and um, And then, like, despite his best efforts of trying to kill himself... This whale comes, a large fish, whatever, swallows him up, and he manages to survive. And this big-ass fish just swims in for what? How does this think like 30 days or something in the Bible. I don't remember how it goes, but numbers are important in the Bible, by the way. It's in, it's patterns. It's really interesting. Kind of like how Jesus died when he was 33, and there's 33 vertebrae in your spine, stuff like that. Anyway, Um so yeah, and then basically this this t- terrible awful thing that's happened to Jonah and like he still wants to die but he's in the belly of a whale but he's surviving which is just awful. And um this thing brings him back to his destiny which is to bring the good news and I feel like uh you know, metaphors like that are just really powerful and are a good way to good good teaching tools and that's what I liked about Christianity, you see? So that's the kind of things that I loved about Christianity, but as I started pointing out before, there was plenty to make you kind of go, eh, "I don't I don't know if I want to be associated with all of those people anymore." Maybe so I started start like, you know, changing the name of what I maybe I'm a Christian universalist or something or like a just really hopeful that everybody gets in pretty much, but um <laughs> I uh but the straw that broke the camel's back for me was um just last year, uh, my wife and I, uh, we'd been trying to have kids ever since we got married. Uh, you know, we were good little Christian kids, waited until we were married to have sex, uh, got pregnant on our wedding night, had a miscarriage. A uh, couple of years later, got pre- and Oh yeah, and that in itself, we decided was a miracle just because uh, she has polycystic ovarian syndrome, which meant that she only had a 12% chance of getting pregnant in the first place. So the way we came to terms with that was, well, now at least we know Now at least we know that we, you can get pregnant. So we got, took comfort in that and moved on. So that was God's message in that. And then, and then a couple of years later, pregnant again, made it a little bit further, and still uh, another miscarriage. So that was just another sucker punch in the gut. And we're like, well, I don't know. I think we learned our lesson the first time. God, now you're kind of just being a dick but uh whatever maybe we just you know was, the timing wasn't right wasn't ready uh and then just last year 2017 uh we got pregnant um as it figured out we yeah we got we figured out we got pregnant on valentine's day and uh ezra was born on october 26th last year and um We had the best time of our life. I loved being a dad so much. It was, it's, it is, it's really the greatest experience. just like, especially from the first moment, I hold that little purple baby alien monster Frieza looking thingy in my arms with a warped head, just like, oh, it was mine. He was my alien. I wouldn't, didn't want anybody else to touch him except my wife. She deserved it. She carried him. But I was honestly like jealous. <laughs> I was jealous because like she got to carry him longer. I was like, oh, come on. Like, you like like, well, she's like holding him. I'm like, all right, you're being selfish now. You held him for nine months. Come on, gimme, give gimme. Give <laughs> but, um, yeah, love being a dad. Lots of stories I can tell about that. But, um, so then uh, six weeks later, he died of SIDS. Just slept about like, Five thirty in the morning, one day before I was going to work, we just woke up and uh and I don't like to be rude about it, but it was like real SIDS, and I feel like that's hard a yeah, thing I need to differentiate because uh sometimes like I guess people use SIDS as like a blanket term for like just a kid that died in their crib. That's like maybe they rolled over and suffocated or choked on a blanket or. It's, something that was stuck inside, like we had none of that. We took every precaution and his brain just stopped holding his lungs to breathe. And that was it. He was just gone one moment he was there and then he was gone. <sighs> and that was uh December seventh of last year. I don't remember if I already said that, but uh So that was rough. You know, we were saying uh, third time's the charm. There you know, it was a whole Harry Potter theme and everything. We bought all the stuff for his room. Anyway, so much stuff. So that the, the thing that bothered me about it was the way that everybody came and said to me that, was, that it was God's plan. I'm like, well, that's not a great plan. I don't like that plan. So I had to come around to, you know, come to terms with that eventually. And I'd, it led me down another path, all kinds of different paths where, um, you know, different philosophies and religions. And, um, through the, through the love, my love of the martial arts, I actually discovered what, um, I've ki- I kind of considered to be like almost like what, like my second guru, like my next, like the Jesus for the next part of my life almost. And, uh, his name is Bodhidharma. And uh, I heard about him because I picked up this book from the library called Mastering Kempo, just on a whim, you know, no reason. And it um, just looked interesting. It was by William Durbin, uh forward by Bill Superfoot Wallace, Hala. And uh, I'm just checking it out, and it's really cool. It's got like a history of all of the martial arts that came out of the East, and I guess all of them can be traced back to this guy, Bodhi Dharma. And he came to China, and he uh he noticed that a lot of the monks there when they were meditating they would have trouble staying awake like they would like fall asleep while they were like sitting there trying trying to meditate and so he started teaching them these martial arts moves that he learned just uh through enlightenment he just learned these moves they just came to him one day and he started teaching them to people and uh he used that to like, get them like up and moving but it was like a moving meditation and uh so he used that to as a way of teaching spirituality, and so I was like, wow, that's fascinating, so like, that's where Kung Fu started, and, uh, so, I'm like, I gotta get into this guy Bodhidharma, this seems legit, so I went back, and, uh, I just Googled Bodhidharma, and I found, like, a, a long lecture series that was in, in, uh, some temple in, uh, Hwagesan, uh, uh, Hyongak Sunim, I believe, was the name of the guy that was giving the talks. I might have butchered that, but it's a Korean name, and he's a white guy, and it definitely wasn't what his mama called him, so. Anyway. <laughs> uh, back to the point. What is the point, anyway? Exactly. That's the point. It's all the mind. And that's what I learned from Bodhidharma, because he said, um, I remember the first thing, uh, yeah, right, these lectures. Uh, he opens with a story that really introduces, I believe, it's really all you need to know about him, actually. Um, And I remember it almost sounded like, like a Jesus story from out of the Bible, the way he sets it up. So, Bodhidharma was already this renowned Zen monk, and he was the one that brought the Zen tradition to China. And uh, a lot of people misconstrue that with uh, Buddhism. Um, Zen and Buddhism are kind of different things. It's a little complicated. I've been sort of doing my research. But anyway, I guess Buddhism in China at the time that he arrived was very ornamental. And, uh, you know, kind of like like I was saying, very about the rules, Christianity today. And, like, you did good deeds to get good karma. And like it, it was like people were just all about... You know racking up points you you know uh, karmic inventory, i guess something like that, but um yeah, it was all very rule based and he saw this, and he's like no oh you you're missing the point it's all about it's all about the the mind about having a pure mind you because he was meditating you have to look into your mind and uh to find the truth within yourself and he saw all these people missing the point, so he was uh you know, re- basically like like reteaching them proper Buddhism. And so the emperor caught wind of this guy. He's like, I'm going to, I want to meet this Bodhidharma because the emperor, he was a big deal. This is the emperor of China. And he made all these like temples and statues and like he's put all this money into Buddhism. So he, uh, he calls for this guy Bodhidharma and he tells, uh, and Bodhidharma comes in, he's like in, like rags, just like whatever, regular clothes, robes, you know, nothing fancy. And um, so this guy comes in, and the emperor tells him, hey, we heard you were a Buddhist, like a really big deal Buddhist, and I just wanted to let you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm the emperor here, and we love Buddhism in China. Like, we think it's awesome. We, uh, We love it. You know, I personally have contributed... A whole lot of money towards uh, Buddhism. I built many temples, with statues. Yeah, check it all out. So I was just wondering, um, for all of my contributions to the spread of Buddhism, uh, what does that get me? Like, what's my, uh, you know, like, what's my, what's my karma bank account right now? Like, what, like, what am I at? Like, what have I earned? Like, what did I get by doing that? What's, uh, what merit has that earned me? And uh Bodhidharma says, No merit. What what? No merit. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, have you have you seen some of these temples? They're like uh, they're they're huge, like in the big, there's gold and he said, no, nope, no merit. You got Jack, you got nothing, Zilch. Zero. He's like Okay, okay. Well uh so if I get nothing for, for doing all that then, well, what what am I doing wrong? Like, like, how do I what? What is the high point of of holiness? What is what is the highest point of holiness? Like, what else? What, what else do I have to do? You know, I've I put all of this money. I've, I've done more than anybody else in the world, as far as I know, for Buddhism. Like, like, what what do I have to do to get what I d- deserve at this point? And he just says, uh, "What what's, what's the highest point of holiness?" And uh, Bodhidharma said, "No holiness." just pure emptiness. And uh he's no holiness. Well, then what's what's the point? What the, like the emperor's losing it a little bit. Like he's been, he's embarrassed now. There's probably some people laughing behind his back. He's looking around. And uh so this guy Bodhidharma's standing in front of him, and he goes, "Just wh- what is what is what's up with this guy? Like what he just finally asks him, like, "Who are you man like like this is some guy in rags maybe they dragged him in off the street maybe it was just some bum maybe he's just like not even the fake Bodhidharma like maybe it's like you know one of those guys walking around downtown that it's always claiming he's Jesus or something and it's like who who is this guy Who and they asked him who are you and Bodhidharma goes I don't know and they left Mike drop <laughs> um, and I think that is just like hilarious. So you know, if God has a sense of humor, like that's perfect. Like that sums it up perfectly. That's all you need to know. Cause like, yeah, you know, like, emptiness, living in the moment, and just being you know, like pure love to everybody you meet, while you know not thinking about rules or restrictions, what you can and can't do, and then everything the rest will follow. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and all the rest will be added unto you if we're going to make it the Christian way. But, so that's everything that I'm into, you know, all kind of summed up in one package. I think I kind of touched on a little bit of everything, like the way it wraps up, uh, you know, I meant to do like a more of a bullet points type thing where I went one by one and said, I want to do this, this, and this, but... I don't know, I think that went pretty well. It like uh it sort of like touched on like everything that I'm into like by bringing it all into one thing. And that's uh that's kinda of what I do with the podcast. And that's why like I said at the beginning, the uh I brought it full circle. I said that everything could be summed up in one sentence. I don't know. Just always having that student mindset. So that's why this is this is b gonna be a learning experience and I'm taking you all along for the ride with me. And if this is something you're interested in or if you want to be on the show, definitely contact me uh, on Facebook or uh, eight 86 at com. And, um, uh, let me think, what else? Oh, yeah. And ways to support the show, like I said, you know, mostly just, just share it. Share it with other people. Um, you know, tell a friend. And, uh... If you have something to promote, like if you're, if like if you have a product, I'll promote it on the show, and then you promote the podcast. And we have a mutual exchange thing going on, maybe, maybe we can just you know, bring back the old trade and barter thing. Money is just uh, an illusion, maybe, maybe it'd be a nice thing to believe because I'm pretty broke most of the time. But Christmas is coming up, and it'd be nice to have a little extra something, something. So if you guys want to help me out. Definitely like share because, I, like I said, I get paid. Ooh, and uh, download the Anchor app because if you want to be on the show, this um, if you want to be on the show that they have a really nice co-host app that allows you to just like simultaneously record from multiple locations, and it'll be just like we're in the same room and totally natural and not weird at all. Or even if we are in the same room, like if we if we show up in person and do a podcast, it, it's, it sounds better if you hold the uh, cell phone, like, right up to your mouth, like a microphone, so you, know, so you don't, yell. yeah, anyway, um, so I've been trying to figure out what to do with the sign-off, because don't let the bastard win, is a little harsh, and, uh, I think I've got it, I, I, I've, I've narrowed it down to a few things, I started with, a, a, a kind of a longer one, and it was, uh, you know lots of people they have anxiety going on in their brains but uh I, what i've learned is that anxiety is just a, a mechanism that was designed to keep us alive you know back when we were running from animals and monsters and stuff and we weren't designed to like stay in anxiety mode all day right now we live in a very comfortable world where nothing's really trying to kill us but we still have this mechanism so we put it on abstract things that are in our mind like you know uh past failures or future dreads and uh so we have this anxiety about these things that we've created in our own minds which is just crazy how we let that kind of stuff rule our lives so um if, so I, I the the sign off i said was um if you if you observe those thoughts and realize that it's just in your mind well then you won't mind and you don't need to be anxious anymore uh so what i was going to say is if you mind your mind then your mind won't mind. (laughs) And, uh, I thought it was funny because, like, it's really wordy and it shows, uh, how words are ridiculous and, you know, don't do a really good job of getting a point across a lot of the time and can mean different things and it's confusing. But, uh, yeah. So one more quick thing before I go. Um... I wanted a way to incorporate music into the podcast, and <laughs> as if you needed more reasons to love the anchor app uh they actually had this feature where you can just uh, add songs uh right into it from Apple Music or Spotify, but you only hear them if you listen to this podcast on the anchor app like it broadcasts onto all platforms, but I can't add the music onto it unless they unless you listen to it on the app like it'll add it, but if you listen to it somewhere else, you guys won't hear it. So, But I'm going to tell you about it real quick because this song is one that means a lot to me and has gotten me through this past year uh, in a big way. Uh, so there's this band, of Senses Fail. And uh, their name itself is actually a reference to Buddhism because it talks about in meditation, uh, you literally have to let your senses fail to achieve enlightenment and uh, to free your mind from your body. And uh, there's crazy things about them like uh they it, their music when it came out was always at a point in my life where um like it came at a point in my life where like it was really like there's just the thing that i needed to hear like i was really jiving with it like me and buddy nielsen have just like been on the same wavelength since high school pretty much or since i was in high school like at, like every time the new album comes out like, I just really listen to the lyrics and, like, get into what he's saying. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. Like, he's just like, yeah, nailed it. That's exactly how I feel. Cool. And uh, so an album came out last year called uh, If There's a Light It Will Find You by Senses Fail. And uh or it was either, like, the end of last year or this year. I forget. But I started listening to it. And, uh well, before I even listened to it. Uh, the album cover is a picture of like um, it's like that like the Dia del Muerte, death sort of thing. It's like kind of like the Mexican. It's like a big skull, but it's it's death holding a baby. And I was like, what? And the world? what? What? The okay. So uh, I start listening to this album, and uh, it's got a lot of the you know, similar themes. He talks about you know losing. A kid to, yeah, uh, like a miscarriage or something. Or, uh, the song is called "Orlando and a Miscarriage," which is also crazy because uh, after Ezra died, uh, a bunch of ladies in Bobby's diaper group paid for us to go to uh, go to Orlando to go to Universal Studios to go to Harry Potter World because they knew that, like, that was like our theme. And uh, we met this girl there who uh, hooked us up with some weed. So and it's illegal there still right now. So she will remain anonymous, but. Uh, she like later on like we stayed in touch on Facebook and I we found out she like had a miscarriage after meeting us and stuff. I'm like that's so Orlando in a miscarriage. That's a song and it's so much weirdness. But like it super resonated with everything I was going through. Like I listened to that album over and over again and like cried at different parts and like just, oh it was it was just so good. But the anthem of the album is called Gold Jacket Green Jacket. And it's a reference to that line from the Happy Gilmore movie when uh, uh, you know Danny Glover is telling us, like, you know, one day, if you work really hard, you'll get that green jacket. Or a green jacket, or the gold jacket. Well, I forget which one's the one that you want. But uh, anyway, uh, Adam Sandler's response is uh, actually very zen. And he says, uh, eh, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? So like, basically, like as long as you're having fun right now, who cares where you end up? And that's that's what I want you guys' takeaway to be right now, because I think that's a beautiful sentiment. So I'll offer this as my benediction of sorts. A gold jacket, green jacket by Senses Fail. And remember, if you mind your mind, then your mind won't mind. Love you guys. Bye-bye.